I don't mean to mess up the flow of the, the regular introduction, but this is just a little aside. I want to apologize for not dropping my episode on Wednesday, June 13th, like I said I would. Um, but I had an internet issue and wasn't able to get it up, so that's why it's coming up a day late tonight. So thank you for your patience. Sorry if this messed up your podcast listening schedule, but I highly doubt it because I only have about 12 listeners. Anyways, on to the podcast. <coughs> Welcome to the Rambling Viking Podcast. I am your host, your producer, your sponsor, and your special guest, the Rambling Viking. This is a solo opinion podcast. I'll say that one more time. It's an opinion podcast, and my segments include random rage about... Certain things, over-the-top reviews, and goofy Viking tales. But hopefully, come away with this, maybe having a little bit more well-rounded view of things. My idea is, generally, this is my opinion on things, and a lot of times I have a little bit of a different opinion. But all in all, I think we could just better ourselves by trying to think around the subjects more and thinking at them from a different angle. I'm not always saying I'm sitting here providing different angles. I'm providing, you know, some popular angles on things, but... If not, hopefully you're entertained. So, for today, we are looking at um, my rage towards food stamps from my very personal experience, so purely anecdotal, folks. Um, Then we're going into uh, the little thing I've named the Google Maps conundrum. We hear a gleaming review of the supposedly homophobic Chick-fil-A. And finally, we'll finish with a poop-riddled tale. So, if you're not into the dookie (laughs) subject, you should probably uh, cut it off before I start the Viking tale. But don't worry, it's not that bad. Um, Now, before we jump fully into it, I just want to remind everybody that if you do, you know, feel the need to write me because either I anger you, enrage you, or you need to tell me how wrong or bad I am, please, please don't don't hesitate to grab your off-white or eggshell-white stationery Write yourself an old-school letter sent to 1001 Fannin Street, Houston, Texas. And that is zip code 77002. And the lovely people at Waste Management Headquarters will properly dispose of that garbage. So, without further ado, let's start with probably my... Let's start with uh, what dulls my axe. So, food stamps... I uh, recently, if you don't know this, I recently worked, started working at a convenience store chain. I'm not going to uh, name it, um, leave it nameless for, I don't know, legal purposes or whatever. But at this, at this place, I've seen some very interesting characters and had some very interesting stories. But one thing, one big takeaway that's really hit and heavy over the last, I don't know, um, over the last week or so has got to be... Food stamps. So I've seen this happen all the time. And um, people come in and they pay in food stamps. Now, before we start calling me a bad person and I hate people and think they should just starve, that's, that's not the case at all. I, I am heartbroken for the poor and impoverished and starving. And I think, I think the concept of food stamps is a great thing. You know, being able to feed your family. Uh, but the more, just from my personal experience, the more I see this... All I realize is that we collectively 
through taxes, because food stamps are through the government, are paying for candy, slushies, and Slim Jims. This is what we're doing. A program designed to be able to provide food for your family, your kids, so they can eat and won't have to go hungry. And we're getting ices. And we're getting Snickers and Airheads and all sorts of nonsense, folks. Are you kidding me? I, want, I wanted to smack it right out of their hands. Be like, you don't deserve it. Give me your card and cut it up. Be like, if this is what you're gonna pop, this is what you're gonna buy with your government giving money, you need to get out. You're a terrible human being. Stop this. A, this is a sad story part of it. A, you're struggling to feed your kids. That's tough. Or feed yourself too. So yes, let's get you in this program. But then you take it one step further and you're like, oh, now that I have the ability, let me just buy crap to pump into my kids' bodies. Awesome. Awesome. So I'm not going to sit here and blame you for your struggle as far as being able to pay for this stuff. We're not going to get into that side of things. But given that there is a safety net to help you for the sake of the children, Please don't misuse it, you animals. And I, I, I just look at this and I'm like, come on, there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way that we can, like, this should be only allowed. I know it's only allowed for certain things, but, like, I, maybe it needs to be restricted even more. Like, look, you can only use this on, like, produce at the store, like, actual meal food. And not snackage or like limit your snackage. I don't know how to do that. And I don't know, but I'm just like, oh my, I see this. Like, seriously, I will say one out of the 100 food stamp transactions I've done or seen have been for like actual food or something that's not just totally awful. But other times it's five ICs, everybody has a bag of chips or bag of candy. And then, you know, there might be some, some, something else in there, some, I don't know, a loaf of bread or something. And I'm like, okay, you've got, 30% of it right, but just come on, man. Like, can we, um, so this is, this illustrates my problem with we, all these programs, these government-led programs to help the, the poor sound so great on paper. There's, it's like, yes, it's so amazing. Now, here's my thing. I have to understand that with everything comes a grain of salt, meaning that people are flawed and people are stupid. And so people are going to misuse everything. We can never have perfect. We can only have good. And then, you know, we can maximize our good. That's, that's my general mindset on the world. You're always going to have crappy people. You're always going to have bad people. You're always going to have stupid people. But this, this just seems ridiculous. I'm sorry, but there, surely there can be done something done about this. And for me, I'm a fan of going minimizing food stamps as much as possible for the simple fact of, I think, and this is like basic human knowledge. It's like when you give someone, when you give someone a, um, when you give someone something like, so, so let's say this, all right, you're like, crap, I got laid off and I need to be able to feed my family. So boom, get on food stamps. And then you're like, oh, I don't need to get a job and, you know, maybe you get a part-time job, but, you know, it's not technically, you can still qualify for food stamps on that and all that good stuff. But you, you then have this income and you're like, it, it logically make, doesn't make sense if you're sitting here saying, I'm making the same amount for like towards my food expense that I would if I 
went back and found another 40 hours a week, but I can do this on 20 hours a week. Oh, I'm just going to do this on 20 hours a week. And I'm just like, okay, maybe, so maybe you limit it, right? Maybe in certain cases you can limit it. But then see, see the problem that's erupting here. I'm getting so specific and there's so many millions of cases. Like you can't, you have to sit there and have someone curate every case. It's like, you can't do that. So you just have to take the bad with the good. But I'm just like, dad gummit. Can we just be better people? Can we just please, please be a little better? Golly. Oh, okay. I'm over the food stamps. We're going to move on. It's happened. Um, I hate food stamps. Uh, not, this isn't that, don't take that as too literal a statement, but they're really not on my good side right now. So unfortunately, um, I don't have a battle casualty for the day. I know I started a new segment and now I'm failing. I'm thinking, well, crap, maybe this segment is going to take a tank dive. So, um, before I get too deep, I need to apologize. Never mind. Nope. I'll bring that back in later on the front end of things. Anyways. So, battle casualty today is we're going to say me because I have not been able to find a stupid enough person to be my battle casualty. So, I'm going to take the axe on this one. There's one death for me. All right. Onward and upward into the voyage. So, this is the main part of the show. Let's get it rolling. Today, it is the Google Maps conundrum. And this is going to be a little bit different one. It's not as like a deep social issue. It's kind of one of my little quirky... I don't, know, I don't know how to say it. One of my quirky th- things about me that, like, I think about and kind of try and compensate. Because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a believer of, like, keep your, sh- keep your skills as sharp as possible. Um, just for the simple fact of, like, you don't... I think becoming blind and reliant on just about anything is never a good thing. It, it, because it, it just means you're, you're, you're less engaged. And then that's... When you're not using your mind, it's proven that you'll lose it. And so, um, funny joke there, but... I think, you know, and I'm not saying sit here and, you know, live off of a compass and uh, old school map and don't have a cell phone. Like, no, no, no. You can use and enjoy the things of life. But just just remember in the back of your mind, like, look, it's, a, it's not a bad thing to keep my skills sharpened and keep, keep everything, you know, just up to date, kind of. So, Google Maps conundrum. Uh, that is the basis for this entire subject is don't become too reliant on things. So, um and today we're going to hone in on Google Maps. Google Maps, let me start by saying, is an amazing invention. Um, it's absolutely incredible. Like, seriously. Uh, it's it's beautiful. You know, it, it'll tell you traffic. It'll adjust its route if traffic is bad. Like, you can avoid tolls. It can talk to you turn by turn. Like, it's, it's flipping amazing. And I use it all the time. I use it constantly. Tell me how many miles away I am from something. How many minutes away. It'll break it down. All like that. So it's really, really awesome. So overall, I'm going to say, you know, technology is a good thing, but I'm going to go a little bit black mirror on this. Um, it, you know, it makes my life more streamlined, um, but it has kind of the downside, kind of like the too much of a good thing is a bad thing uh, idea is. So my, the flip side of Google Maps is it absolutely has killed us navigationally. People don't know left from right, up from down, inside and out. Like, seriously. I I run into people and it's like, hey, how do you get to this thing? I don't know. I just punch it in my phone and then we go. She says left turn and right turn and then, and then I stop when I'm there and I, I get out of my car and I'm just like, you you can't be serious. So I you can't help me at all. 
Don't even, I'm not even going to get started on knowing your cardinal directions. That drives me up the wall. I know my cardinal directions because it's good anywhere. Because left and right doesn't, doesn't translate. It's very subjective. Um, if I'm facing you, my left is your right. Your left is my right. Like, boom. Problem right there. But you know what is always the same? East and west and north and south. But like I said, I'm not going to get into that. So what I'm trying to say is people, Google's made it so easy. So we just, you just type in your phone wherever you want to go, Pizza Hut. And boom. All right, cool. I'm going to go. The thing is, with roads and things always changing, and then there's, there's always, you know, how many times you heard, well, they was sending me to a road that didn't exist, or the address was just a little bit off because the place moved or whatever, or, you know, you're going a certain route, and it's like people don't even take time to look at, you don't even take a second to, okay, here's the route, and, and study that a little bit. And just that little bit of second, like, I mean, if I don't know I'm going somewhere new, you know, and I, and I don't want to sit there and be on like in-depth on my phone and trying to drive, obviously I just do the directions. But what I always do is just a little preview snapshot of wherever I'm going. So, boom, you know, it, it pulls up the kind of bird's eye view, and it's like, oh, okay, and I'll look at the streets and see, see what it looks like. And I'm like, all right, cool. So then I have an idea. And this is kind of like the ultimate preparedness Boy Scout moment and, and you know, as far as unlikelihood of this happening. But I... This is kind of that just in case, like, what, all of a sudden my phone crashes or I lose service or whatever. I mean, hey, Verizon yesterday and, and like, all of Oklahoma and parts of Texas had a huge meltdown. Like, seriously, nobody had service with Verizon. They couldn't do anything. They couldn't communicate. Like, it was a huge deal. And I joke that, like, oh, yeah, it happens never. Well, it freaking happened. Here's the thing. There's always that chance, you know? And it's always going to be when you least expect. You're like, oh, this won't happen this time. And then it rains, you know? It's like, oh, I'm going to wash my car. And then it rains. Or I don't need an umbrella this time. I've taken it every other 100 times, but I'm not going to do it this time. And then that's the time that it rains. Well, I'm not going to say that this is going to happen with Google Maps. But moving forward. So just do a snapshot. And it's like, all right, I have an idea of where I'm going. So then this also makes it a little bit safer. So then I'm not trying to watch my phone and watch where I'm driving. Because we all know that little bit of delay. I mean, it's really gotten down to almost nothing, but there's still a tiny bit of delay. And how many people out there have phones with messed up location services? Mmm, there's that one too. Um, so it, I'm not sitting here saying don't use it at all. I'm just saying look at the route a little bit, especially if it's an area you kind of know. You might know some side streets or you might, uh, I mean, it generally it kind of corrects for traffic, but sometimes it may not. And you'll look at it and be like, oh, I need to go a different route because there is a wreck or whatever. And so that's the beauty is it does tell you that. But I really think that this blind reliance on, like, just punch it in your phone and go. Like, great job to Google for making it that way so that works 90% of the time. But then at the same time, just have a little bit of, I don't know know if I should call it awareness or conscientiousness about, okay, this may not always be. Do you guys hear that? That little, that's my dog sleep barking. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to stop my train of thought. I don't know if you can hear this on the podcast, but he's literally sleep barking. Oh, my gosh. Okay, sorry to interrupt that. Um, I put the mic down there, so hopefully you can hear He's sleeping under the table, but he's literally, he does this all the time. He'll just start sleep barking, and it's, oh, it's incredible. But anyways, just have a little bit of, you know, consciousness and awareness of where you are and how you are. And, I, and I'm, 
And I don't think that's a bad thing. Most people, usually the argument comes back is, well, they have this for me, so why do I need to have that? And that's always the, the basic human um, kind of condition and mindset. And we all go to that mindset natu- naturally. It's like, oh, well, they're taking care of it. I don't need to worry about it. It's like, mm, you don't have to worry about it, but be aware of it, you know? That kind of makes sense. So there, there, there's the fundamental difference between kind of what I do and I think what most of the population does is I'll type it in, take a preview, and kind of zoom in, figure out the roads. Just so you say, oh, I, I go this road to this road, and then uh, if it's in a neighborhood, I'll usually be like, I don't worry about the roads. I'll just do regular navigation once I get there because the neighborhood, neighborhood roads are nonsense. And, but I, you know, I think most people just say, you know, Pizza Hut, boop, start. And we go. Can I mention, for me personally, I hate the stupid voice telling me where to go. I need you to shut up. And it's probably because I'm like, oh, I see. I take this exit and do that. And so I'll just be watching for it. And it's like, in 1.2 miles, you will bear right towards exit 21. And I'm like, just tell me when I need to exit. What are these nonsense details? Ah!" Mostly because I listen to music. And it interrupts always at the best part. Okay, so I think hopefully we can all agree that blind reliance really on on mostly anything is kind of like, and when I say blind reliance, I mean like total faith in it 100% every time. Not good. And I mean, the other thing, so I won't, because for this specifically, how many, how many, how many people know street names now? Like actually know streets and cross streets and things like that. I mean... People maybe still kind of know landmarks a little bit, but I think it's even gotten away from that. Like, I've literally talked to people that say, mm, yeah, just type it in and go. And I'm just like, you can't even give me a street or whereabouts or something. Like, it's by Top Golf, like something. And I think that's the direction we're just headed, was just because it's not, I'm not saying it's sitting here saying it's a horrible thing, but I don't think it's the best thing for us as a whole. Like, have your brain a little bit engaged just for your sake. In longevity, because we know that like Alzheimer's and dementia and stuff happens, and it's you know because we get lazy with our brains a lot of times, and you know a lot of times there's tons of other factors. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to get into that, but I think there's something to be said about just keeping your skills just a little bit sharp. I'm not sitting here saying you know spend hours on the whetstone metaphorically, but just you know a little bit just to keep that edge, keep that edge. So because at the end of the day, I'll tell you this. With this whole Google Maps thing. This is, this is getting kind of wrapped up kind of quickly. I uh, wasn't expecting this. But with this, I will say, there's going to be some day when your phone is out of service. I'm going to say, well, Gus, you can download the maps, which is really good. You can download the maps. Your phone is out of service. And then your phone may be low on battery. You may not have a way to charge it. Or the location services might start, might start messing up. You know, something's going to happen. And it may be useful to be able to read a map a little bit. Have a little bit of you know insight and be like, okay, I can I can do this. I can get around. You don't want to be caught and saying, oh crap, I have no idea. I always just type it into Google, and Google tells me exactly what to do. No, that's not where you want to be. That, I'm saying I want your best self here. I'm trying to look out for you, and if you want to get mad at me, that's fine. But I'm just I just I just want to help. I want people to be at their best. But at the end of the day, I will say this. Live your own life. If you want to blindly trust it, you just blindly trust it, all right? Um, I can't make you do anything. I can only tell you how I think and feel about it in a very opinionated and aggressive way. But still, nonetheless, I will always say, you don't have to listen to me at all. Just do what you want. It's your decision. 
So it's not my life. It's your life. I'm going to keep living my life this way so you can live your life. And that's, that's, you know, that's where I stand on, on, on these things. All right. So that was the voyage. It's a relatively short voyage normally that you know, takes us pretty deep. But I kind of blew through that way faster than I thought I would. So uh, RIP to the mapping industry and the human navigational skills industry. Uh, so sad to see you going out the door even though I really think you should at least stay. You can sit by the door, but just, you, know, you only stay and be there. You don't have to be in the middle of the dance floor, but you can be standing off to the side ready to jump in when we need you to do the electric slide. Um, yeah, so time for the next segment. The way too much, but that's why we love it totally over the top item of the day, or for short, the T-W-T-M-B-T-W-W-L-I-T-O-T-T-I-O-F-T-D. Do you get all that? Of course you did, because you guys are all smart cookies who don't blindly rely on Google Maps. So today's review is a Yelp review from Connor. Once again, like they've all been. Thank you, Connor. He's an elite 18, folks. Give him a round of applause. You think you're better than us? Because you're not. He actually is, at least at reviews. Today's review is on the lovely establishment, Chick Actually, sorry. Tangent, ramble time. I totally forgot about this, but this came up in the news just a couple days ago. Saying Chick-fil-A is homophobic. All right? And trying, trying to boycott it. Look, their owners have their own personal beliefs. And so you say the whole establishment is trash and garbage. Since when is that okay? Like, no, that's not it. Like, look, actually, not a good analogy. Don't go there. Anyways, I almost went somewhere crazy with it. But that's not, that's not the case. And, and I think, so we, we throw around these phobias, these phobic terms. It's either like, you either love and, and, and uh, celebrate the pride of being gay, or you're homophobic and you hate them as people and don't see them as real people. And, like, don't believe they have equal rights as everybody else. That's not the case here, okay? There, there's, ob- there's always a gray area. There's always middle ground. There's always nuanced stuff. And I, we need to stop doing this, this North Pole, South Pole crap. There's continents in between, folks, and there are people who live there. All right? So the same goes for your ideas. I hate this. It's either you're completely with us or you're a Nazi. And I'm like, can I just be me and not agree with you totally? So, me being a Christian, though, I, I kind of identify with, I, I can empathize a little bit better with the Chick-fil-A people. So, their stance, from what I know, and I may be slightly off on this, though, is that um, they're, they're, for lack of a better term, they're, they're anti-gay marriage. They, or they, they do not believe that gay marriage is, is marriage. They believe that marriage is a man and a woman. And so believing, and so then you'll say, "Oh, you 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 think you know?" So you don't think gays can, oof. you don't you don't think uh, um, you know, gay people can have the same kind of love and all that stuff. And it's like, no, that's not what I'm saying. They're saying, according to my religious beliefs and you know my belief in Christianity, is that this is marriage, and so this fundamentally cannot be marriage. Like the quintessence, the the essential pieces of marriage is man and woman. And so this, this goes to a philosophical side of things. It's, saying, it's not saying, I don't think you don't deserve the right to get married. It's that, it's that it starts before that, that that is not a marriage technically. Now, the messy part of this that really muddles us up is that that's purely talking from like a personal standpoint. 
and kind of like, or, you know, because marriage is kind of, is very, it's actually, you know, you get married in churches. It's actually a pretty religious thing to do, but it's become, you know, kind of commonplace. And the other thing is the state is involved. I mean, marriage is also a legal thing you can do that is binding between you and another person. And so that's really the messy thing is, is that under, under the law, you know, you should be able to have this, this same type of union. And this union is, you know, thus called marriage. And so people are able to be gay married. So the conflict comes between the personal belief of she doesn't believe that's marriage, which, by the way, my very unpopular belief is I believe that the part of the quintessence of marriage is that as well. And so, like, two men being married doesn't actually work. Like, it's like, it's like dividing by zero. Like, it's not something that you can technically do, right? Like, it doesn't compute almost... No, no, it doesn't compute. You just call me ignorant then, that I can't comprehend that. No, no, no. I very much understand it, but, you know, it's like you can't have that. That doesn't... Like, you can't have... You know, what makes a motorcycle? Motorcycle is two wheels. You can't put four wheels on it and call it a motorcycle. Then it's a four-wheeler or a car. Um, you know, or a trike has three wheels. You can't put four wheels, can't take one wheel. It's not a trike anymore kind of scenario. But back to matter of hand. So they have their personal belief over here, you know, that a marriage cannot be this. And so that's, what, that's why they say they're, they're against that. Now, the problem with them being against that is because this is, this is the conundrum I'm dealing with lately and trying to figure this out in my brain is that, like, personally, I don't think it can happen. As far as like you know you you know gay marriage is not marriage technically, but I'm I'm not going to sit here and say a man and a man can't have the same relationship as man and a woman, meaning you know in love and all that stuff, and um, or woman and a woman, um, they can't be in that same type of love and and have that same type of relation. Now, and when it comes to kids, obviously you know adoption or in vitro or whatever, but they. It's possible for them to love each other and to, and to take part in a similar type union. But the specific entity of marriage, like basically I'm just saying it needs another label, but the same things, right? So, but for the sake of the law and this being like a matter of the state is involved, which the more I realize I'm like, oh, dang, I don't like that. But, you know, it being kind of a legal status as far as, you know, when it comes to taxes and all sorts of things like that. I'm not necessarily against the right for, you know, two men or two women to be to be able to have that because if they're in the same type of relationship, I think, you know, that should be that should be available to everybody, you know. But the then we come back to this problem though of by definition, right? Like does it fit under this umbrella of this definition for what this is and then so you're assessing the quintessence it gets super philosophical super deep and it's super messy you see what i'm saying but the the point at hand is that chick-fil-a is not an evil place all right they're not evil people they hold their personal beliefs and we can and i don't think it's i don't think it's homophobic i don't think it's violent they don't think you're any less human and matter of fact as christians they we we see everybody as equally loved by jesus nobody is you're not loved you're not loved any less for being gay or, you know, you're loved just as much, just as fully. And I think that's important to realize. And, and I don't, and I definitely don't see you as less of a person. I have plenty of gay friends and ugh, I hate having to say that, but I no less of a person at all. And I don't think that's what they believe. I just think they believe it doesn't match with what the quintessence of the, you know, the essence of marriage is, is that 
that is a key part of what making marriage is. And if you don't have that part, then it's technically not marriage. So I think the boycott is really stupid and people need to calm down um, because you can, the beauty about this is you can disagree with them personally, but you can still say, wow, they make a great chicken sandwich. Because are they, what harm are they doing? Oh, well, maybe if they're lobbying against, you know, against it, then that could be harmful. So, and don't, don't, don't sit here and say I'm totally in line with what they believe because I just talked about the difference between your, your personal views on, on what, you know, so without the state involved and with the state involved and so where I kind of fall on that. And I don't know where they fall on that. I kind of do, but, and we, and we kind of do, but that's, sorry, that was my ramble tangent of the day for, um, because I, I just was about to do this review, and, I, and it just clicked in my head, oh, yeah, this thing happened with him. So I'm tired of this. Um, and I want to give a shout-out to Dave Rubin, Rubin because I, I really like the guy, and he's, well, guess what? He's gay married, and, but I love the guy, and I love watching him. He's one of my favorite people um, politically because he's such, he's, such an, he's such a nice guy, such a good guy, such an understanding guy, and he's, he's always he'll find people that disagree with him and hate on him. He's like, hey, you want to come on my show and talk about it? Like, is that not awesome? That's, see, that's, that's what's going to make us better and move forward as opposed to saying, oh, you disagree with me? I hate you and you're evil. Like, that gets you nowhere. So, but he posted a picture of, like, I'm gay married and this is a great chicken sandwich. And he was eating chicken filet and I was like, you're awesome, Dave. You're awesome. So, uh, sorry about that ramble tangent. But anyways, back to Connor's Chick-fil-A five-star review. The rumors of a national cow convention must be true. I've spent the better part of a decade fighting for an opportunity to get a ticket to this prestigious event. Chick-fil-A is perhaps the grandest chicken there will ever be. Bold statement, Cotton. Why would you not want to be a part of the celebration of the success of this fine establishment? The chicken at Chick-fil-A changes a person. You live your life a certain way before having this chicken, but once you've had it, your life begins to go through a metamorphosis and takes on an all-new form. This form is more complete, more woke, more insatiable. The first bite into their chicken nuggets or chicken sandwich and you experience relief. Relief that life can get better. No matter what has happened in your life, even if you had just won a jackpot lottery, your life still just got better because you had Chick-fil-A. You continue to chow down on what can only be described as cataclysmic levels of great and begin thinking that your entire life led up to this moment of righteousness. Just when you think you have had the best of the best, you see at the bottom of the nugget container all the extra fried bits that have fallen off the chicken, the little crumblies. These, my friends, are the X Factor. These tiny crumbles of crunch-tastic, expectation-shattering, merriment-tilt, your entire world on its axis before popping it right back into place with the knowledge that everything is going to be okay. I was finally able to score a ticket to this year's annual Cows Against Burgers convention. There were all the familiar faces of Chick-fil-A ownership, and this year even included Freedom, the actual Holstein cow from the commercials. I was a fanboying so hard the entire time and came away with more autographs than I could ever count. Best Labor Day weekend ever. My wife refused to attend. <laughs> no, Connor's wife. Why? You didn't want to go? <laughs> it's all right. My girlfriend doesn't like Chick-fil-A either. It's a very sad day. Um, but don't worry. We're still going to power through in our relationship and work through this problem. But that was your, total, your, 
That was the way too much, but that's why we love it. Totally over the top item of the day. It was that chick, that wonderful review about Chick-fil-A. Thank you. And it was actually coupled with a nice little rant on um, why Chick-fil-A is not homophobic when you stop throwing around phobic so much and actually talk about, you know, the real subject at hand, just labeling someone and leaving it that is stupid. So to top this episode off, we have our Viking Tales of the day. It's actually two, two tales. I, I couldn't leave it at just one. I have to tell both of these. They're, they're great. So we'll jump right into them. So basically, I've got, I've got a cousin, and he's got a kid named uh, Lucas. Lucas is a sweet little boy, and he was probably, I don't know, three or four, but he, he still kind of wore, like, the pull-ups or the diaper. I don't know if they were diapers, but, you know, the pull-ups or whatever, the training pants, because he still can't quite get the whole bathroom thing figured out, which is fine. But my family, we're taking our annual trip, our annual vacation. We're staying at this awesome house, and I'm sitting there on the couch. We've got some downtime that day, so I'm laying on the couch doing whatever, and then on the, you know, just across the... Uh, across from me, about eight feet or so, there's a little coffee table we'd move because we had used an air mattress in the middle, so it was off to the side. Lucas is playing with trucks and stuff, and he's doing whatever, and everybody else is kind of on the porch or in the kitchen, whatever. We're all just hanging out, having a great time, and he's playing with his trucks, like living his best life, just absolutely fantastic. Nothing can go wrong here kind of moments. Well, what... How this happened, all of a sudden, I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, I hear just this, this like, like, you know, I'm not really good at fart noises on the spot, but just this, this, this noise, this grumbling that only can come out of an anus. And Lucas, who could only be described as being a pl- in a place of pure bliss, reminiscent of Nirvana, all of a sudden was plunged into the, the desolate swamp lands of Florida, surrounded by gators and covered in chicken. Him, covered in chicken, just swimming for his life. Because when I tell you, like, it stopped him in his tracks, like, it was, yeah, 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 yeah. And it wasn't, I, here's the thing, it didn't even seem like, you know how sometimes kids are, like, sit there and, like, and, like, just start to push? Like, this just seemed like it, it just released out of his bowels. And, like, with no, there was no communication between the butt and the brain about this. It, the butt's just like, here we go! And the brain's, like, lot, like doing something totally different. And all of a sudden, bam! Well, there's something in my shorts. Like, when he stopped, like, dropped the trucks or whatever he was playing with, stopped, turned, looked at me, and, and then just goes, oh, no! And then just starts crying, like... Start, sprints and starts crying simultaneously and just running to his mom. And she's like, what? And she kind of looks like, what? And I was like, I think he pooped himself. <laughs> and I just lost it. I couldn't help myself. I died laughing right there. I almost wet myself laughing so hard. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's a terrible thing, but it's so funny. It's so, <laughs> it's so interesting to me because it was like, it was like there was no communication at all like he, there was no control forethought or like it wasn't like he was trying to squeeze out a fart it just hit him like a wrecking ball oh gosh so that's the that's the first tale is uh oh, lucas pooping himself the second one is my other cousin that babysat a couple times and um i go down there and he's like five or six and he's completely potty trained and stuff but I go down there, and I'm there 15 minutes, and his parents had just left for the weekend. So I'm watching him for a couple of days and 
you know, we're chilling. They have, and once again, he's pl- I'm on the couch, and he's playing with his toys or whatever. And he's at that age where you think farts are hilarious, especially, you know, if you, he gets a reaction out of you. Where you're like, oh, that's awful. And you're just like, ah, ha, ha. So, you know, he's sitting there, and he rips a fart. And I'm just like, dude. And he's like, ah, hilarious. And a few minutes go by, and he rips another fart. And I was like, dang, dude. And then, um, then he rips one more, and I was like, but he kind of pushed for it. And I was like, dude. Don't push too hard. I was like, I was like, don't push too hard and crap your pants. Like, be careful. You poop your pants. Like, you need to go poop. And let's go poop. And he's like, oh no, I'm fine. Okay, cool, dude. And he's a really smart kid, so I kind of you know trust him. But sitting there, and all of a sudden, I see him stop, and like he's like, like squeezing with everything he's got. Like he he kind of did the little like the crunch almost. He's standing, did kind of the standing crunch where you stick your butt out a little bit, and his his arms kind of kind of hugged in close to him because he's flexing his, his biceps and his shoulders and his pecs, everything. He's, everything's flexing and tied up. And I was like, and then all of a sudden, like, his facial expression changes to, like, this surprise. And I looked at him and go, dude, I was like, is everything okay? Yeah, I'm fine. It's like, okay. This is my first time babysitting him, so uh, now I'll pick up on this before it even happens. But I was like, all right. And then he kind of keeps playing. And then... Then he randomly like walks to his room and he walks back to me and he goes, Viking? And I was like, yeah. I had a poop accident. <laughs> and I kept it together that moment, but in my mind, I was losing it. I was like, you gotta be kidding. Me. I just told you no. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, oh my gosh, he just pushed, pushed so hard he sharded. So I was like, all right, dude. Luckily, it wasn't like an entire big mess, but I, it was just, it was, it was a beautiful moment, I guess. I don't know what to like call it. It was just too funny. Like, I wasn't even mad. I was like, dude, I just told, although I did just tell you, hey, don't push too hard and poop yourself. It, for the sake of comedy, you essentially pooped yourself trying to force out another fart. For that reason, I have to respect that. Um, I, I respect that move. That was a bold move. And uh, but you you played the odds, and the odds won. The house won on that one, my good friend. Those those shorts were ruined. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that's how my little cousin. That's how he pooped that time. Um, and not to foreshadow, but there may be more tales. From JR about his poopscapades. But those I want to save for a later date. I'm going to conclude this podcast on this note. I thought it was going to be it's a little bit shorter, but uh, we're still going to probably hit right under 40 minutes, which I was surprised. Um, thank you, Chick fil A, random tangent rant. But big shout out to uh, before we go, I can't forget to um, do, do my mandatory sponsor fill. So Real quick, let's get a nice couple words from our sponsors. Thank you, sponsors that I don't have. And that was our sponsors that I don't have. So just a big shout out to them. Don't forget to use the code. I don't have any sponsors at the rambling Viking doesn't have sponsors.com to get to not get 10% off your order or purchase because that's not a real website. I don't have sponsors and that's not a real promo code. So don't look it up. All right. This was episode number five of the Rambling Viking. Um, you guys, hopefully you enjoyed it. It was a little bit different, a little bit, I don't know, I feel like I wasn't as aggressive. Maybe I was. Uh, I'll, I'll wait for feedback on that. But don't let Google Maps completely run your 
navigation skills into the ground. Um, those on food stamps, use them better, please. Please, because you are not paying for them. We are. And look, let's not freak out. Chick-fil-A still makes a great chicken sandwich. And I don't believe they're truly homophobic, but I think I explained that very well. So also, folks, never trust a fart, at least wholly. Always have that little bit of doubt. Just like never blindly trust your Google Maps. I think there's, wow, that lined up nicely. There's a little bit to be had there. All right. I'm not going to ramble your ear off anymore. You guys have an amazing week, amazing day. I'm going on a vacation. We'll see if I get uh, anything posted next week. I'll be gone Sunday through uh, Thursday. So we'll see what happens. Um, I should still be able to do my Saturday sports show. I've got an interesting take on KD coming up, but, uh, we'll see if there's a daily ramble tomorrow. Like I said, those are sporadic and inconsistent and we're still moving forward with the work in progress. So, but if you do like it, please, uh, you know, force it on your friends, make them listen to it. Uh, please. I would like some more listeners. I'm thinking about setting up a Patreon too. And if people can donate, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't have any real listeners. So yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. This is for fun. Anyways, have an amazing day. Let's make the world a little bit a better place and be a little bit more well-rounded Viking out.